And if you love your dogs and cats, obviously you do. You've come to the right place. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. America and Canada's first and only real pet psychology, pet training, pet behavior, and of course, pet lifestyle show. If you have a question or a comment you want to share, want to find out why your dog is is jumping, digging, or humping, your cat looks at the litter box and refuses to pee in it and says, do it yourself, scratched your favorite chair, cat pooped on your bed, dog can't deal with the dog next door, you take your dog for a walk, and he's wonderful. All of a sudden, he sees another dog, and he turns into Cujo. You get the idea. That's what we do here on the pet and what we have been doing for the last 43 years helping people understand their dog or cat's behavior and resolving any issues you may be having with your pets and a lot more likely any issues your pets may be having with you and if you happen to be new to the pet show let me just remind everyone that everyone that calls into the show and gets to talk to me live on the air and hasn't called in a while will get an absolutely amazing gift not for you, but for your dog or cat, many worth $30, 40 and even $50. So it's a great time to give me a call. The phone number, 877-725-8255. I'm going to take you guys in exactly the order you came in. I know we lost Susan, so let's go back to Susan in Florida. Hey, Susan, you hung up on me, Susan. I know you did. <laughs> no, I didn't. I was driving down the road. There but you go. So what's going on? What's going on? Hello? Yeah, so you have a Shih Tzu that's a picky eater. Tell me a little bit more. Oh, she says, well, she's a Shih Tzu Bichon. She's both. And um, she said, she said they were bred together. They co-mingled these for um, MS. All right, so, so you, have, you have a blended breed, but talk to me specifically. I don't, not so much about the breed. Talk to me about the picky eating. Oh, gosh. This this dog will not eat any type of canned food. Um, she'll eat dry food only if I'm, she's been starving for like four days and um, and hasn't eaten. Um, Is she underweight? Is she underweight? Oh no! Oh no! She's, she's well, listen. Fine. Let me let me ask you a question. If you say that the dog is not eating and the dog is healthy and the dog is not underweight. My knowledge says to me that air has no calories, so she's got to be eating something. Oh, no, no, yeah, she'll eventually eat her food, but she turns her nose up at everything. And I'm sick and tired of just buying the deli food, and she turns her nose up at it, and then I put it in the refrigerator, and she won't eat it. And then it goes bad, so I Susan, wait. L- listen, Susan, Susan, it's a dog, okay? Let's not get angry at the dog that the dog's not going to eat. It's a dog. She's not doing it to get even with you. She's not doing it because she's upset with you. There's other reasons at play here. Let me give you some suggestions. Number one, what I want you to do is I want you to take the canned food that she won't eat, and I want you to kind of put it alongside the dry food, keep it in the refrigerator overnight before you give it to her the next day, put it in the microwave for three or four seconds, Again, we need to understand that dogs don't necessarily eat with their mouth, they eat with their nose. Smell is more important than taste. So it's really, really important that you just heat it up a little bit before you give it to her. If that doesn't work and you say she eats her dry food, then what you need to do is take some of the wet food that she won't eat, put that in a container alongside of it, put something really smelly like tuna or salmon, separate them, and the next day give her the wet food, not the tuna, not the salmon, that's just in the refrigerator overnight. To make the to make the uh, the dog food smell better. Listen, if the dog is healthy, 
If the dog is a good weight and the dog is eating, don't get frustrated. Listen, just like I'm a nausea, I don't eat meals. I nibble 10 times a day. Okay, so I want you to understand the dog is not doing it to upset you. There's no reason to get angry or upset with the dog. This is the way the dog eats. Now we can try to encourage her to eat more regularly by the method I just suggested to you. And I think that'll make a big difference for you. Also, what I'm going to do, Susan, let me do this. Let's put Susan on hold. Susan, I'm going to send you for your dog. I am going to send you some... Um, I'm going to send you some Lucy pet food. Let's try the Lucy pet food. Again, I want you to heat it up just a little bit before you give it to her. Try the dry food as well. Mix it with the wet food, and I think you'll be absolutely fine. But I know the frustration. I know what it's like. But the fact that you have a dog that's not eating doesn't mean the dog's sticking his tongue out and saying, nah, 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 I'll make. No, the dog's not doing it to make you upset. There's another reason for it. Something's not tasting right. Maybe the teeth or gums hurt. Something else is involved. So what we want to do is encourage the dog to eat in a positive way. Not get angry, not get frustrated, because the minute you get angry or frustrated, your dog's going to pick up on that, and he's going to know it. 877-725-8255, the phone number. Let's go to, I believe, it's Lilia in Florida. Hi, Lilia. Is it Lilia, Lila? Hi. Is, is it Lilia or Lila? Is it Lilia? Lilia, Lilia. Hi, Lilia. How are you today? I'm well, thank you. And thank you for taking my call. I love your show. Well, thank you. I How can I help question. you? Yes, I have a, a two-month-old Yorkie, and I've tried to trim his nails, and I've done it, but he doesn't like it at all. How do I, I have? I have yet to meet a dog that comes to its guardian and say, hey, please cut my nails. They all don't like it for many reasons. Number one, when you hold a dog's foot, that's kind of a, a little bit of a submissive thing for the dog. That's number one. Number two, every single nail has a vein in it. It's called a quick. And it hurts a little bit when you clip their nails. What I would recommend that you do is it's only a two-month-old puppy. Let's get him used to it right off the bat. What I would do is I would start massaging his feet on a regular basis every day. I would take out the nail clipper, but don't clip the nails. Fake clip the nails. Clip in front of him, but don't actually clip the nails. Put the nail clipper down alongside of his food dish before you feed him. What I'm trying to do here is get the dog to associate positive things with having his nails trimmed. Is every dog going to love it? No. No, but at least we can get you on the right track. He's a young dog. So massage the feet. Let him see the nail clipper before you give him a treat. Let him see the nail clipper before you feed him. And then when you're sitting around at night watching reruns of Seinfeld, which I know you people in Florida do, what I want you to do is take the nail clipper and just make believe you're clipping the nails. This way he won't feel anything about it. And then after a week or so, just clip one nail, just the tip. Just clip the tip, not below that. Just clip the tip. That's enough for the day. And little by little, I promise you, he will come around. He's never going to say, hey, mom, clip my nails. I've yet to find a dog that loves it. But if you follow my advice, it will make all the difference in the world for you. Thank you so much. <laughs> what's, your dog, what's your dog's name, Lilia? And how? And you said he's just two months old. What does he weigh, like two pounds? It's more or less, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you give him a big hug and a kiss. I am going to put you on hold. And um, you know what? It's a brand new puppy. What I'm going to, God, I'm giving a lot of this away today. I'm going to give you also a jar of my own supplements. He's a puppy. Let's get him started from day one on the right track. And I promise you, if you give him a hug and a kiss after clipping one of his nails, he's going to remember that and say, go ahead, mom, clip him again. Just give me more hugs and kisses. So a jar of my hugs and kisses, vitamin, mineral, supplement treats on its way to you. And I appreciate that phone call. 877 725 
I'm going to take a break in a minute. I don't want to rush anyone. So when I come back, we're going to get to, uh, let's see, we got George, uh, Dave calling from Delaware. I want to get to you, Dave. we got George also calling from Florida. we got Beth calling from uh, from Missouri. We'll get to all your calls. The phone number, 877-725-825. But before we do that, though, I was kind of teasing about how do dogs tell time? You know, dogs don't have watches or keep day planners. So how do they track the passing time? Well, a lot of people think it's the circadian rhythm, which a lot of animals have. Animals also might use markers in their daily life to keep track of time, such as a position in the sun in the sky. Dogs may also pick up on social issues that tell them something's about to happen. But here's something that's relatively new. Some researchers are now saying that dogs might be able to smell time. I know that may sound crazy, but listen up. As scents come and go and move around the house during the day, dogs may use the presence or absence or strength of a particular scent to track time and figure out how long ago something happened or how close they are to a future event. Now, part of my specialty was teaching dogs to sniff out narcotics and bombs and, 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 and other things as well. But the bottom line, the reason I bring that up is a dog's sense of smell is absolutely incredible absolutely incredible so i would not doubt that they can smell little changes you know maybe the next door neighbor cooks chicken soup every day at a time or the other guy next door his car comes home at a certain time they can also tell time and maybe it's true and this is brand new study but maybe it's true that dogs and cats can actually smell time what do you think give me a call 877-725-8255 877-725-8255. Let me take a quick break here. I still got hugs and kisses to give away. Lucy Pet Food, Kitty Lickies. I'm going to do a commercial right now. Copies of my best-selling book, Either Dog or Cat. Those air horns. If you don't have one of those air horns and you walk a dog, shame on you. You know, there are so many coyotes out there, stray dogs and stray people out there. I have one of those air horns with me every time I go for a walk. I'll give some of those away as well. By the way, they are still. Uh, well, I want to do another ad for my, my the, the, the spring sale, and maybe you can get a discount on those air horns as well. But right now, I want you to listen carefully, especially if you are owned by a cat. You heard me. I want you to listen if you're owned by a cat. Cats call the shots. Cats are in charge. Any doubt about it, then you've never lived with one. Cats tell you everything they want. They tell you when they're hungry, when they want to eat, when they want to play, when they want to socialize, when they want to hang out. And let me tell you, Kitty Lickies is what they're asking for. Kitty Lickies, made by Lucy Pet Products, are actually lickable, scrumptious, moose cat treats and food toppers. Your cats will either enjoy Kitty Lickies directly from the pouch or squeeze it over dry food for that extra treat. It's absolutely amazing. Amazing for those finicky cats. You guys know what I'm talking about with those finicky felines that sometimes say, I'm not eating that. Well, take a little Kitty Lickies, put it over their food, and watch them chow down. Kitty Lickies Lickable Moose Cat Treat comes in three feline-favorite recipes. Of course, there's chicken and duck, sardine and tuna, or salmon and chicken. But I don't want you just to hear from me. I actually want you to hear from a listener that's been using Kitty Lickies and what they have to say when their cats eat them. Also, I want to tell you that Kitty Lickies saved my life with my cat. She uh, has always had raw food, which I have to finger feed her because she has a lot of intestinal problems. The kitty lickies have changed her loving her food now. So I want to thank you. I'm telling you, Lucy Pet Products, first of all, let me tell you something. Lucy Pet Products is an incredible company. Their CEO, Joey Herrick, a good friend, I talk to him all the time. He's in charge. He's the guy. In fact, Lucy Pet Products, all their food are manufactured at their own plant. Within a half hour where I live, 
They even have their own laboratory. And coming up, this is something I've never done before. I've done a lot of remote broadcasts from all over the world. But coming up on May 20th, I'm going to broadcast this entire show directly from Lucy Pets Manufacturing Plant in Southern California. I'll be talking to the people involved with making it. You're going to find out more about their food. I want you to understand why I'm such a big supporter uh, of Lucy uh, uh, of Lucy Pet Food. And here's the deal that's going on. If you go directly to their website right now, which is simply LucyPetProducts.com, LucyPetProducts.com, spend just $35 on Kitty Lickies, Lucy Dry Food and Canned Food for your dog, Lucy Dry Food and Canned Food for your cat, uh, some of their treats, their dog food rolls, which are amazing, by the way. Spend just $35 at LucyPetProducts.com today, and shipping is absolutely free. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. Oh, here, kitty, kitty. Hey, we are back on the pet show. The phones are jam-packed. We'll get to your calls in just a second. Um, I got an interesting call the other day. Someone said their dog is constantly licking his lips. What does it mean? Does it mean the dog is hungry? Well, it could mean a couple things. It could mean that the dog's teeth and gums may be bothering him, but could also mean the dog is stressed out because if a dog is uncertain or stressed, they will definitely lick their lips. A lot of different reasons for our dog's and cat's behavior. The phones are jamming. Let me get right back. Let's go to the great state of Delaware and my friend Dave. Hey, Dave. Welcome to the show. Uh, Good evening. Um, My comment is... When you spoke to the man who was pulling on his dog's leash and you saw that he was a little bit aggravated because he's saying, hurry up, hurry up, hurry up, you, unless you were sure of his mental state, how do you know he wasn't going to turn around with a knife or a gun and then finish you off? And- well, a couple, a couple of things about me, Dave, that you might not understand, okay? Two men fighting on the street, two men arguing on the street, I walk away. I figure it's a fair thing. But if you're abusing a dog or or jeopardizing a dog or being unfair to a dog, I'm going to say anything, okay? I've been saying it for years. You're absolutely right. You're 100% right. Was I stupid maybe to say something? Perhaps. That's just me. Listen, I live in Santa Monica, California. The chances of some crazy person walking around is really, really good here, Dave. Let me tell you from experience. But sometimes you just, you know, sometimes you just have to say what you have to say. And that's what I did. So, yeah, I, I, I guess I did take a bit of a chance. Not the first time in my life. You know, I've been known to break a window to get a rescue a dog or cat. out. I was arrested twice for stopping the horses in Central Park. So, I do take my chances when it comes to animals a lot more than people, but you do have an opinion. Maybe it's something that, that I would have done, but I wouldn't recommend someone else. Do. But great call, by the way, Dave. I'm glad you're so in tune with it. And, and I do support uh, your feeling that you just don't stand by idly and let it happen. I mean, I agree with you there. And uh, my final well, you comment, know, I love the music on your show. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. What kind of pets do you have, Dave? I'm sorry? What kind of pets do you have? Well, I had a dog for 12 years, and he passed on a couple oh, of years sorry. ago. And I, I yeah, um, well, that's part of life. Uh, it's unfair, but nothing lasts forever. And my wife said, well, let's go get another dog. And I just couldn't do that. I just couldn't do that. So I'm, I'm 79, and I, I don't know how long I have left, you know, to take care of a dog and you know, whatever. Well, Dave, if, you, if you're considering it, if you just happen to consider it, think about this. I'm always a big fan of seniors 
going and fostering senior dogs, that 10-year-old dog, that 11-year-old dog. You can fetch to each other about how you feel. That's important as well. I don't know what to send you right now, Dave, but let me put you on hold. I think what I'm going to send you, Dave, is I'm going to send you, being that you were a dog lover, I'm going to send you a T-shirt that says none of my friends woke up right. Great call, by the way, Dave. Again, you know, some of the things I do, I don't necessarily uh, recommend that, that, that other people do, but you know, it's, it's just who I am. People say, Warren, do you love animals more than people? And when I get that question, it makes me angry because I don't believe that you have to make a choice. I believe that people that are, that are involved with, with helping animals and loving animals have big enough hearts to love people just as well. Now, I did respond to this guy, um, and, 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 you know, it could have gotten, and, and Dave had a very valid point. It could have gotten worse, and I've seen things happen. Listen, I live in Santa Monica, California. You can sneeze and someone will stab you, okay? So the bottom line is you got to be really, really careful. It's just who I am. And, and sometimes, Dave, I wish I could, but as a veteran, I got to say sometimes if I see something that's not right, I am going to react to it. That's me, not for everyone out there. Phone number here at the Pet Show, 877-725-8255. Take a break. When we come back, we're going to go to, uh, uh, we have uh, George, we have Donna in Oregon, we have Jeff in Kansas, Barth in Missouri. We'll get to all your calls right after this, 877-725-8255. I'm Warren Eckstein, and thank you. You're listening to the Pet Show. Save the day. That means that Mighty Mouse is on the way. listening for his call. Here I come. Ah, curious cats. We are back on the pet show. I'm Warren Eckstein. That phone number 877-725-8255. Again, uh, if you're not on my YouTube, you should be. It's free. Subscribe. I share tips there every single day. There's short videos, a minute or less. There's long videos. It's all there and it's free. Check it out youtube.com slash Warren Eckstein, youtube.com slash Warren Eckstein. As I said, doesn't cost you a penny, but you'll get a lot of great information. Um, just before I get back to the phone lines here, according to the American Humane, one out of three pets becomes lost at some point in their lifetime. Close to 10 million dogs and cats are lost or stolen every year. Uh, this is National Pet Identification Week until, I believe it's until tomorrow. You can make sure you've taken all the necessary steps to recover your pet should they become lost. You know, a lot of people have microchips, and it's a great idea. I think every dog should have a microchip as well as cats. But remember, sometimes when a dog or a cat is rescued or they change locations, the information on that microchip may not be up to date. If you can have it scanned, or when you adopt them, find out the name of the company, which microchip they're using, contact that company. I think there's a small charge, 15, 20 bucks, and they will upgrade the information uh, in terms, and if you're moving from one location to another, having your old information uh, doesn't help as well. So making sure your information is up to date on your microchip and your tags is really, really important. Always know where your dogs and cats are. 877-725-8255. Barth, 
It's a call from Barth. Barth, I'm not going to be answering your question because you say that you have kind of a lousy connection. But what you can do, I don't get to answer all the questions. But if you want to send me a question, go to my website, thepetshow.com. Thepetshow.com. Don't forget that THC. There's a place there that says on top, Ask Warren. Click on that. Ask me a question. And if we can, we will try to answer it. Uh, we do get a lot of questions there, but I'll try my best to answer you there. So send it to, again, uh, go to my website, thepetshow.com. Maybe the answer's already up on the website as well, so check it out. But right now, let me get back to the busy phone lines here. Who has been holding on the absolute longest? I believe it is going to be, I believe it's going to be Jeff in the great state of Kansas. Hey, Jeff, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Warren. I have a couple questions. I've got an eight-year-old Boston Terrier. I rescued her about six months ago. I believe she's purebred, a uh, very smart dog. But the first issue is when I get in the car and try to, you know, take her somewhere with me and she goes with me all the time, she immediately starts shaking, panning. I mean, it's pretty extreme. So, Jeff, let me ask you a question, okay? You said you just recently adopted her. Where did she come from? She came from a foster. Okay, and do you know anything about her before the foster? Uh, she had been passed around a couple times. Okay, this, uh, this, this is, this is, this is the, the response I'm going to give you. This is very, very common for a dog that's had multiple homes. First of all, let me tell you something. Boston Terry is truly an American breed of dog, incredible breed, also sensitive. If this dog, and from what I'm gathering, has gone from one home where it might have felt comfortable, to another home where it might have felt comfortable, to a foster home where it felt comfortable, then to your home. All of these different locations were arrived at in a car. So the dog has negative associations and has a fear that the car means maybe now that the dog's in love with you, she's getting three square meals a day, she's getting hugs and kisses every day. When she gets in the car, she associates it with something negative. We have to reverse that. It's what we call counter conditioning. Here's what I want you to do. Every day with the car in your driveway, I want you to open both the passenger door and I want you to open the driver's side door. Have the dog, if you have someone that the dog loves on one side, you on the other side, have the dog go through, come out the other side, go through come out the other side that's enough for that day go in the house do that for a couple of days after a couple of days of that what I want you to do is also just have the dog get in the car you can close the door but you don't go anywhere you just sit there few minutes, listen to the radio, go back in the house. After three or four days of that, maybe back out of the driveway, pull right back in. Then what I want you to do is if you have a friend or neighbor that lives nearby, put the dog in the car, take a real short drive, maybe it's around the block or just uh, uh, two or three houses down, stop, take the dog out. Now the dog's associating the car with a positive result at the end. The dog may have been abandoned, God only knows what the poor dog's gone through. Also, it's interesting, this is very, very common. And let me tell you why. On my, on my YouTube channel, and I don't know if you have access to YouTube, uh, uh, Jeff, but if you do, go to my YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Warren Eckstein. Why? Just this week, I posted a tip responding specifically to someone calling me with a very similar problem to yours. Now, remember, dogs learn through the associative memory. That simply means that the dog associates the car with taking from a place that might have felt comfortable to another place. Then it got comfortable there, got in the car, went to another place. So the car's 
a negative. We got to turn that thing around, make the car a positive. If you follow my advice and the advice on my YouTube channel, you'll see a lot more changes in the dog's behavior. And sooner or later, she'll be at the door wagging her stub saying, hey, Jeff, isn't it time we went for a ride? I promise. Okay, I will give that a try. The second question, this dog is extremely congested. I mean, to the point where it's like she's gagging. And several times a day, she will go into violent sneezing spells. I mean, it's it's violent. Do you and use do you use a collar or a harness? A collar. No, go to a switch. First of all, I want that. I want that 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 choking thing. I want you to check that with your vet. But in terms of this type of dog, any type of smaller breed like this, a uh, if you think about it, any type of pull on the collar, any type of association on the collar can make them cough a little bit. So I would definitely recommend a little harness for the dog at this point. In terms of the excessive reaction that you're getting, I would check with the vet. But in terms of every day, a harness. Follow my advice on the car. You'll be absolutely fine, Jeff. I'm going to put you on hold, and I'm also going to send you a copy of how to get your dog to do what you want in my book i also have an entire chapter specifically on getting a dog to ride properly in a car but very often dogs that have gone from one location to another location or one home to another home or have been abandoned or taken to a shelter whatever they associate because dogs learn through association they associate negative count the conditioning is what you hear me talk about frequently what we do is now take what the dog is fearful of Take the dog, what the dog's afraid of, and turn that into a positive. Follow my advice, and I promise you, the dog will actually enjoy riding in the car in the future. 877-725-8255. Let me take a break here so I don't rush anybody. When we come back, we'll get to uh, uh, Donner, George, and, and Mona. Uh, I see Barth is back up there, but you know Barth was having trouble. So I, I, I Barth, shoot me a, a note at at, at at my website, thepetshow.com. I'll try to answer your question. No promises, though. I get hundreds of of questions every week, and I can only answer a few on a weekly basis. So we'll check that out. All right, a quick break, then right back to your phone calls. And we'll get to what? Uh, let's see who's up next. Here we're going to go to. I believe it's I believe it's actually Donna in Oregon. Then I believe it's going to be George in Florida, and then Mona in the great state of. Arizona. 877-725-8255. Okay. Listen to me carefully. This is the deal. You know how much I believe and love your dogs and cats. And here's what's going on. We are throwing a huge, 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 never done this before, store-wide sale celebrating spring at my website, thepetshow.com, which means everything is on sale at 20% off. Here's what's on sale. Hugs and Kisses 4-in-1 Supplement for Dogs or Cats, 20% off. My best-selling book, you just heard me give one away, How to Get Your Dog or How to Get Your Cat to Do What You Want, 20% off. Those air horns that everyone should have, 20% off. The t-shirts that say, None of My Friends Woke Upright that support my nonprofit, 20% off. Health and wellness items, 20% off. But listen carefully. Whether you need Hugs and Kisses Vitamin Mineral Supplement Treats for Your Dog or Cat, copies of my books on training, health and wellness items, so just a none of my friends woke up right t-shirt, it's all on sale. But that's not all. Listen to me very carefully. If you happen to be an Amazon shopper, which many of you are, Hugs and Kisses Vitamin Mineral Supplement Treats at Amazon.com, 20% off. Again, 
Amazon.com, hugs and kisses, 20% off. If you happen to be a Walmart shopper and you go to Walmart.com, you can get the hugs and kisses. You can get those air horns I just talked about and my best-selling books at Walmart.com, 20% off too. No matter where you shop, it's on sale through April 30th or while supplies last. So check out my hugs and kisses, vitamin mineral supplements, the t-shirts, the books, the health and wellness, either at thepetshow.com, Amazon.com, or Walmart.com. Save 20% and keep your dogs and cats happy and healthy. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. And they called it Puppy Love. And we are back on The Pet Show. I'm Warren Eckstein. Donna, I'm going to get to your call. Hey, George, I'm not going to take your call right now, but you're calling me about a cocker spaniel with adrenal gland issues. That's a little bit above my pug, uh, my pay grade. You should speak to your vet because it could be something called hyperadrenocorticism or Cushing's disease. It could also be hypo. Uh, adrenocortism known as Addison's disease. So it's something you'd want to work with with your veterinarian above my pay grade. I've seen a lot of dogs that did work very well with Cushing's and Addison. So work with your vet, George. Uh, nothing I'm going to tell you is going to resolve it. But again, I don't know whether it's Cushing disease or Addison's disease. So check with your veterinarian. Hey, Donna in Oregon, welcome to the pet show. Thank you. Yes, I have a cat. It's my son's cat and he's 17 years old. And uh, the last nine years, I have taken care of him for him. And he's just started to mark my bedroom walls. And I, I, I had to put him outside. He wouldn't quit. Well, first of all, putting a, seven, putting a 17-year-old cat outside is totally, totally wrong. You should never, ever, ever do that. What you can do, first of all, the cat is 17 years old. What I would do if this were my cat and he was having accidents, I would follow him around with a mop and clean up everywhere he goes. He probably has no control at this point. So if you want to gate him off or put down some extra litter boxes, maybe put down an extra litter box in your bedroom, he's not doing it because he's a bad cat. Just just like human beings sometimes become incontinent as they get older, so do our pets. This cat has been with your family, hopefully, for 17 years. So, Donna, my suggestion is this. Confine him in the kitchen area. Don't let him outside. He can't survive out there. How's he going to protect himself? He's 17 years old. Probably has very few teeth left. So, again, my heart understands where you're coming from. No one wants a cat peeing on their bed. You may want to try putting a couple of paper plates with food on your plate, but the fact that this cat is 17 years old, I would kiss him on the head every single day and just thank goodness for him. Not a whole lot you're going to be able to do. So let me put you on hold. I'm going to send you some kitty lickies because I want you to make him feel as good as he possibly can. Hopefully, you'll be around for another 20 years. Everyone needs to understand that as our cats and dogs get older, we, we hate to imagine them getting older. We think of them always being as, as puppies or kittens. But a 17-year-old cat going outside, how's he going to defend himself if there's a coyote? How's he going to defend himself if there's a, a, another cat outside or, or some wild dog, 17 years old? He had him for 17. He's been perfect for 16 years old. All of a sudden, he's starting to pee in the house. What would you do with any member of the family? You try to kind of contain it as much as possible, put down the extra litter box, contain him in a gated area, maybe in the kitchen. It's the easiest floor to, to clean up. That's what a 17-year-old cat deserves. People may argue with me on that, but you know, the bottom line is after 16 years of being good and after 17 years starting to have accidents, I give him a hug and a kiss every day and thank God every day you have him. Uh, let me do this. Let me take a quick break. When we come back, we'll try to get a couple more calls in. We'll see what kind of time we have. Remember now, you can always go to my YouTube channel. And the reason I say that, a lot of information is there. 
So if I don't get to your call and you, you want to call me next week, that's fine. But check out YouTube.com slash Warren Eckstein. But first, listen, for over six years now, Six years, you've heard me talk about Lucy Pet Food. Why? It has that incredible prebiotic balanced fiber for optimized nutrition and gut health, and it's made right here in California. Why is that important? You may not live in California. Donna lived in Oregon. You know, a lot of pet foods are made in, in one or two or three different plants, and they make like 60, 70 different brands. Not, not Lucy Pet Food. They have their own plant not too far away from where I live. They have their own laboratory. That's how incredibly uh, careful they are and uh, passionate about your dogs and cats. That's why it's over six years now, and I've had Molly and Willie for four, and they've been on Hugs and Kisses every day. I want you to hear from a listener what they had to say after feeding their dogs Hugs and Kisses I mean, if they're feeding their dogs Lucy Pet Food. Here we go. I've been feeding Lucy Pet Food. Yeah. And I ran out. <laughs> and I fed Brand X. I put it in the bowl. Dog comes over, takes one sniff, couple sniffs, looks at me like I'm Benedict Arnold. Well, there you go. <laughs> see, and that's why she, see, that's why she's barking. You ran out of Lucy Pet Food. That's why she's barking. There you bar- go. There you go. <laughs> you know, no matter how good a dog or cat food is for your pet, if they're not going to eat it, what's the point? So that's why it's so, so important to make sure that your dogs and cats are getting the nutrition they deserve, and part of that nutrition is feeding them Lucy Pet Food. Now, here's the deal. If you go to Lucy's website, LucyPetProducts.com, LucyPetProducts.com, you can order the uh, uh, the kitty lickies. You can order Lucy dry dog food, wet dog food, dry cat food, wet cat food. You can also order their, their rolls and other treats as well. So check out LucyPetProducts.com. Purchase just $35 of any combination. Just 35 bucks, and when you go to LucyPetProducts.com, shipping will be absolutely free. So don't wait. Go now. LucyPetProducts.com. I'm Warren Eckstein. This is The Pet Show. Litter box boogie across the floor. Ah, Litter Box Boogie. We're not going to have time to take another call, but there's always a lot of great information, and it's all absolutely free. Check out my website, ThePetShow.com. Don't forget that T-H-E, ThePetShow.com. Lots of great stuff there. Again, YouTube, YouTube.com com slash Warren Eckstein as well. Uh, married people are more likely to have pets. The odds that a married person owned a dog were 34% higher than the odds for a non-married person. And when it comes to women, women are much more likely to keep pets. The odds that a woman owned a dog were 8% higher than odds men owned a dog. And they were also 16% higher for owning a cat. Here's the deal. We had a lot of great calls today. We had that one call from the woman with the 17-year-old cat. Obviously, she was really, really concerned. Just love your dogs and cats every single day. And when they get older, the compassion that we need to have. I remember my mom. She had an older dog that that became incontinent. And what she did is she followed that dog around for like eight months with a bucket and a mop. That's love. That's commitment. And I always tell people, what would your dog do or what would your cat do if the circumstances were reversed? And guaranteed, your dog and cat would always, main concern would always be making sure that you were comfortable. Until next week, you all know what to do by now. Give all of your dogs, all of your cats a big hug and a kiss for you. A very special hug and a kiss right between the ears for me. I'm Warren Eckstein. And again, thank you so much for listening to The Pet Show. 